You're welcome to your probably right podcast with your host with the most, the man with all of the answers, at least as so he would like you to believe anyway, MCM. And my name is Siri. Thank you. And make sure to share. Good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today, we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. And we're on the air. What's up, y'all? This is, you're probably right, and you're speaking to, well, actually listening to MCM. And I'm your host. Well, really, I'm just the guy talking in your ear. You know, it's been a while since I've been on um, doing my podcast. Um, I think I've slowed down. You know, as many of you know, I've decided to do 100, lay down 100 tracks, <laughs> lay down 100 episodes, and then see where it takes me. But unfortunately, or fortunately, I got to 90, well, really 89, and 90 I did a couple weeks ago, and here I am again coming back. I've had a lot to say. The question is how to say it. But the thing is, you know, I've decided that there's no point in me just hammering out episode after episode after episode. I mean, there's only so much that one person has to say without actually having a long list written in front of them that they want to get specific points out to not waste anybody's time, including my own. <laughs> At the same time, I do want to welcome you to, you're probably right, I am your host again, MCM, and you're welcome at my house anytime. But remember, I do not profess to be a professor of anything. I'm not a minister of the gospel. I'm not a teacher. I'm just me. And I'm just a guy with a lot of opinions that are not always right. And, you know, if you argue or disagree with something that I have to say, that's cool. Maybe it'll cause a conversation with you and your circle, or maybe you're just probably right. Either way, here I am, and I'm happy that you're here. You know, there's a lot of things that have been bugging me lately. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've <laughs> almost wanted to go through um, the trending topics on Twitter, but I know there's probably a lot of episode episodes there's a lot of different podcasts that do that already they just grab the main 10 trending topics or things that they care about and then they just start going at it but i don't really want to do that you know remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only now i can't guarantee it's going to entertain anybody <laughs> but again it's just me and my thoughts and remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> i do not guarantee that everything you hear is my actual opinion and i do not guarantee that everything is 100 percent accurate that comes out of my mouth on this episode or any other episodes you might actually stumble across i am going to change my uh category that my podcast is laid up in We'll see how that works. <laughs> so, 
Meanwhile, you're listening to um, the music tracks that they've let down on Spotify for me to be able to use. But I'm actually listening to Anya. <laughs> it's weird. Maybe you don't even say it, Anya, but that's how I say it anyhow. And I'm also sitting here with a, a big jar of um, Mike and Ikes. Because that's how I roll. So I'm just going to grab a couple here. Oh, yeah. Pick a good one. Pick a good one. Eh. I'm going to throw these nerds back and these lemon heads. I don't know why they're in there. Probably because I put them there. All right. That's good. Yeah. That's how we roll. And I got my, my Coke Zero here, too. And I'm all set to talk your ear off. You know, I should say this is the Black History Month edition, but it's not. <laughs> you know, because first of all, I don't like the idea of Black History Month, as many of you know. And I've spoken about this prior. Can't tell you which episode, so you just have to go back and check it out. I actually had Morgan Freeman say a couple words um, in that episode. And I kind of agree with him. And I actually don't agree with a lot that Morgan Freeman has to say. Click our swords and die. Anyhow, <laughs> check it out, y'all. So, I've been really thinking about this. And I've made comments to people. And some people have spoken back. And, you know, made jokes. And I don't think they really take me seriously when I've said this. But we have this big thing, right? In this day and age, as I'm saying this, it is. It might not be when you're listening to this. I don't know. But this thing of black excellence bothers me. Now, you might say to yourself, well, why, do you, why does it bother you? Is it because you don't believe your black excellence? Or is it that you don't know the meaning of black excellence? And it's not that we're only celebrating those who are on the top echelon of whatever the area that they're um, working in. Or if they're, you know, if it's about people like uh, the guy who created peanut butter or the guy who created the, the modern shoemaking thing, whatever it is. He, apparently he was a black guy or the guy who worked on the elevator who was supposedly a black guy or Michael Jordan or um, that was his name, Alexander Dumont. I can't remember what his name is. The guy who, who wrote The Three Musketeers or is it about people like um, the Powell dude who was uh, on the Supreme Court or no, was it Powell? No, oh, I can't remember what the guy's name is. I mean, it doesn't really affect my life. Or is it about uh, Harriet Tugman? Or is it about Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Or these people, or maybe LeBron James or Michael Jackson, an entertainer. And maybe they people consider them black excellence. I really don't know. Maybe um, the, the girl who's um, the famous gymnast, which I can't remember her name in the United States. I really don't know. Maybe it's that uh, Dyson guy. <laughs> Maybe it's a Dave Chappelle. You know. But the bottom line is, I really don't think that that's what they mean. But I believe those type of people are the ones that we often celebrate. Or the ones that are doing amazing things that nobody knows about. So then people shine a light on those people who are excelling at things in society just to let i guess you know the younger generation know that there are people like barack obama who have succeeded to the highest level of their profession and maybe the children can too now that's cool 
but it always feels like my culture from different parts around the world diaspora they seem like they're pandering to the other cultures to look at me now like Chris Brown would say and I just I respect excellence I respect hard work perseverance you know I love the gift that the God of heaven and earth the God of Abraham Isaac Jacob our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ what has been created in various ones on this planet who have done miraculous amazing things but are we praising those who are gifted are we praising the gift the giver of the gifts who is getting all the props what was that let me crack one off check it out anyhow <laughs> like what are we really doing with this but I mean, I know a lot of the people who celebrate this black excellence don't even believe in God. Or some say they do believe in God, but it's from a weird place. It's generally the people who believe that everybody is supposed to have prosperity. There is this prosperity gospel. There is this wokeness that's even seeped into the church, the black church especially. Um, you can understand how some of these people have been duped but it, it's sad that many people believe that you know everybody is supposed to be blessed everybody's supposed to you're not supposed to have lack and all these other things and it's like what bible were you reading <laughs> i mean if the people who were walking with jesus weren't filthy rich in driving mercedes benzes and having the best um financial wealth in their time why would we the remnant of the people who come after why why are we supposed to all be rich why are we all supposed to have a five or four bedroom house with uh 300 uh, 3500 square feet or uh, like why do we all think that that's supposed to be our lot and if we don't get it it's because of our faith <laughs> now i'm not really going to get into faith too much but that's birthed within us the people who do not believe in god it's not birthed in them it's not birthed in you if you're not a believer it's something that is given to us we exercise our faith we do works because of the faith that's in us but when we're just doing works without faith in god it's dead that faith is useless the God of this world has blinded many people's eyes and many succeed in this world, this fleeting world, this, this all this vanity and vexation of spirit world. Many are, are succeeding. Many have nine cars and three houses and the most beautiful or handsome partner that you could ever want. And many people have jobs that are paying them upwards of $150,000 going up and up and up and up and some of them 
many of them are still not happy. Now they're happy with the trappings that they are afforded because of their occupations or because of what they've been gifted or bequeathed <laughs> or whatever. But things will never make you happy. Getting the new iPhone every time it comes out or the new Tesla or whatever it is, is not going to make you happy. Just because you are the, one of the first 400 people to have the Cybertruck, that weird boxy square amazing machine, it doesn't make you any more happy. It makes you one of the few that were blessed with something that many don't have. But it doesn't make you any better of a person. It doesn't say you're more special. It may be you are more blessed financially. Maybe the rain, that money train or whatever has fallen at your, your footstep or your doorstep and you're able to get things. But that says nothing about what's going on inside of you. It's going to be way harder for a rich person on this earth to make it into heaven. How do I know? Because the Bible says so. Check it out. Google it. Many things come out of struggle. One thing I know for sure that comes out of it. Well, not one thing, but one type of thing. <laughs> Lessons come out of, of struggle. And if you're able to come through on the other side, perseverance, stories come out of it. The ability to help others going through it comes out of it. So much comes out of it. But when things are made easy for you, or when more and more and more is piled upon you, you're not always inclined to give. Some people are. But so much comes out of pain. So much comes out of suffering. Yes, scars come out of that. A thicker skin can come out of that. Torture and pain and death can come out of it as well. But the many struggles that we have in life, they are not for no reason. If that makes any sense. <laughs> you know, I look back on the struggles of my life. And many of those struggles that I've had, I've been able to help people with. Um, looking at their life and looking at the brighter side of things. I can understand that I don't always do that myself. Sometimes I am a glass half empty. And actually, let me correct that. Because sometimes it's not that I'm a glass half empty type of person. Just sometimes I vocalize or verbalize. Vocalize. Yeah, that too. I guess I sing about it. But I, um, I speak about you know, I don't have this or I don't have that or they took the jam out of my donut. Um, <laughs> and it's easy to feel sorry for yourself, especially when people around you make it easy for you to feel sorry for yourself, either by what they do or what they've done to you, what they've said to you. Or sometimes it's just consoling you in your misery or trying to console you. 
or reaffirming your feeling sorry for yourself in your misery. You know, let me tell you a little story. One time I was going through this really rough time in my life. My um, marriage had broken down um, through every fault of my own. And I was standing on this shaky gospel, this name it and type of claim it gospel, this your words have power gospel to change things in the atmosphere. Nothing to be said about God's sovereignty, God's plan, God's chastening because maybe you've gone out of his will. No discipline, just, you know, just flip it around. Have a little fasting, a little talk with Jesus, and he'll do you whatever you want, almost like a genie gospel. So <clears throat> I went through this thing where I caused the problem on my myself. And I definitely didn't like the outcome of the situation. Um, it had me... First of all, it, it started in sin. It's, it ended in all types of, well, it, it, it birthed, not ended. It birthed all kinds of turmoil, arguments, dissatisfaction, disrespect, hurt, pain. All of these things came out for me and for others around me and my family. Um, the ends of it are still the scars are still evident for in me on me and those around me it's really sad that it came to that because i was the type of person who would stay generally far away from those type of problems for my life at least that's what i thought you know it's funny with that weird not so scriptural gospel sometimes you feel like a teflon don you know like a John Gotti, you, we feel like we did this, we did that. We could say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Um, Lord, we're going to do things a little bit different. Pull open your Bible. Um, find some good scriptures that kind of speak to your situation. And trust and pray and declare. And everything will turn out exactly how it's supposed to. But, of course, in your favor. Instead of just claiming that, you know, God, we know you're sovereign and <sighs> repenting from our wicked ways and, you know, taking up that cross and following him in different ways, but not doing it in a way where you're a martyr in your situation and everything is just happening to you, but recognizing that you are a wretched sinner, that the heart of man is desperately wicked and that's who you are the sinful flesh that is on your body is the same sinful flesh that was on adam and eve and they were at the beginning of creation so much less you after years and years <laughs> of men on this earth mankind Many of you may not have an idea 
uh, a slightest idea of what I'm talking about. But some of you do. And I guess those who I'm speaking to. So hopefully, although some of the stuff that I'm saying might sound like parables, <clears throat> hopefully it'll get you where I'm trying to get you to understand is that there is a scriptural Christian life that you can lead. That's not God is a genie in a bottle, rub him 14 times and poof, I will pop a Mercedes Benz for you and you'll ha your family, family will live happily ever after. Sometimes people's lives are miserable, <laughs> miserable in the natural sense, but there is a joy that will be within the real family of God that will pass all understanding. There is a joy that will be in side of you if you are a believer that even when the outside is perishing the inside is being renewed daily that you will have so much on your mind that has to do with heaven that even when the earth is not yielding the fruits that you thought it would when the waves are crashing against you and you're just trying to stay afloat you will know that the God of the Bible holds your hand and that all things will work together for the good of those who who are called according to his purpose to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose to those believers to those in Christ, to those who are given the faith to believe through faith alone, through grace alone, not because we are worthy, not because we are good people, because he gave you the faith to believe in him and gave you the grace so that you don't have to experience the eternal death that many will will have to experience you won't have to be one of those people I hope you're getting this some of this <laughs> a little bit of this hopefully I don't know how um, clear uh, I'm speaking or because I'm not getting ri I'm, like right at some things and I'm not just gonna delve into my life because Everybody doesn't have to know the ins and outs of everything. I do have children. <laughs> I do have descendants on this planet. And I don't think that they need to be affected with every sin and every detour and every bad move of their father. <laughs> For people to say, you know, your dad did this, your dad did that. I mean, <laughs> I guess that would be what broken down exes and relationships and stuff like that are for to come and let you your kids know or your grandkids know what how bad of a person you were um, from their standpoint and I mean it's their story too right so however they want to tell the story hey man have at it 
There's nothing you can do to me that I haven't done to myself. <laughs> Quite literally. I fear no man or no woman. I fear no one who has anything bad to say about me. I keep my circle so small that there's not much you can do to me. But at the same time, I don't think I need to lay everything out on the table for you to take shots at my children either. I know that I could have been a better person, but what does that mean? Because the heart of men are desperately wicked. Even if you don't do everything that your mind po it, that pops up in your head or you don't go through with every evil thought you ever have. The point is, is you have those evil thoughts. Now, maybe you don't act on them, but the evil is in you. The, the, the sinfulness is in you. Maybe when you look at the, uh, the opposite sex, or maybe you're looking at the same sex in a, in a provocative, loath, uh, not loathful, <laughs> lustful way that you know you shouldn't entertain in your mind. Maybe you're a woman and you are looking off onto another guy. Maybe it's a, a guy on TV and he looks two times, five times better than your husband. And you're who and you go off with your husband to do your own thing or whatever it is, or be intimate even. And you're sitting there and you have this person, either the vision of them, which is usually not that way for certain parts of the sex sexes i would say <laughs> just keeping it simple um maybe it's a story you heard and how wonderful somebody's husband or how wonderful a character on a movie was to their wife or their girlfriend and you want to imagine that your spouse is that person and you go off into a whole mental tryst in your mind of what everything would be like and maybe your poor spouse is thinking wow this is the greatest time of our lives and i didn't realize you cared so much but it was like really actually buddy um this your your wife wasn't even thinking of you <laughs> you know maybe you thought everything was cool because you went out for dinner and dancing and came home and it was the night of your life but it was just because the music was bumping and maybe maybe you drank a little something or something and, and everything. And that, that might be a, a memory in his mind as, wow, <laughs> I'm really cool. Or, wow, we are really a great match. When really, it might just be that it was the right <laughs> mixture of substances or the way the music made her feel. And it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> Or it could be the other way, of course. You know, maybe he's with you and maybe you're boring. <laughs> or he sees you as boring and, and he was looking at somebody else the whole night. And and now um, the situation happened and maybe he was looking at thinking about the person, the other person the whole time. Who knows? It can go both ways, in different ways. Guys are more visual. Women tend to be more mental but i mean of course it's not always that way sometimes it's a little bit of both maybe you think you finally connected with your wife but really she's just thinking about her ex maybe she's dreaming about her ex 10 times for the night 
Who knows? The point is, is that we're desperately wicked, even though we do not necessarily act. And we certainly don't act on every bad thought we ever have. I don't think anybody does. I don't even think Hitler did, to tell you the truth. But you imagine the stuff that they did do. Now, if they actually acted on every evil thought that they ever had, oh boy, or were able to, or had the means to. It's crazy. You know, there's so many things that I kind of want to talk to you, my, um, my valuable <laughs> confidant listeners. Could be anybody. <laughs> you could be somebody who means me the worst listening to this podcast right now. You could be a person who maybe hates my whole family except for me listening to this podcast right now. You could be a person who likes everybody in my family except for me listening to this podcast right now. You could be somebody looking to do me harm, but you don't know how to get at me right now. Just trying to get some information, some type of fodder for your flames that you're going to set underneath me. I don't know. (laughs) Do your worst. You know why? Because God's sovereign and he has me and he holds me in, in his hand. So I'm not really worried about it. As far as I'm concerned, I can say varying off, of course, to to off topic, of course, but this life for me hasn't been wonderful. It's been so much worse since my sister passed away. Some people have even tried to talk to me about my sister who um, was two years older than me obviously all of our lives (laughs) and um as as i was saying in another probably another couple um podcast that my earliest memories are of my sister because when we were small wherever one would go the other one would have to go there was a point where we shared a bed And we were in bed, usually head to toe as we got older, maybe when we were like 10, 12. (laughs) And um, there was a time when we would both pee the bed at the same time, (laughs) in the same bed. That was my sister. And I can honestly tell you, even doing this podcast um, post her passing, it hasn't been easy always. You know, it's funny, you know, you, you, you go through um, family members passing. Like, I, I think I've, you know, pardon me if I've already spoken to this or about this before. Hopefully not at this, in this level or in this angle, but hopefully I'm giving you a different angle to look at it or think about it. <coughs> Sorry. But um, I always thought that this sister would be <coughs> would be around to bury me. To tell you the truth, I thought we were gonna grow old, gray and old. <coughs> Sorry, guys, the, the <laughs> Coke Zero went down the wrong hole. <laughs> went the wrong pathway. Um, 
Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm like, I wonder when I get old if my spouse, <coughs> which I assumed I'd have. <laughs> you know, you don't really, I guess when you think these, you, you, you have these thoughts and you, 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 you bring all these thoughts into your imagination, your future dreams, but you don't know if, if, if you'll be 80 and, and with a spouse and your, your sister will make it through and but you'll make it through with both your legs. You don't know. The real picture could be your sister doesn't make it. You end up having no legs and you're blind. <laughs> like you don't think that you just think you're you and you'll be older and you'll be walking with a cane and watching Matlock and on TV and playing bridge. <laughs> and you're wondering about those long walks in the mall. If you're living in Canada <laughs> And, and you want to walk it in the wintertime and you just walk the mall like these old beans in a pair of uh, Reebok black shoes or white shoes that are weirdly shaped but oddly comfortable. And you're wearing your, your polyester slacks and you're maybe going for a coffee and a bagel and you spend about three hours and you talk to any young person that will give an air <laughs> like we've seen. But really at the end of the day, you just don't know. You just don't know what your life is going to consist of. You don't know how it's going to end. You don't know how it's going to be. But um, yeah, I thought she was going to be here. I thought I was going to have to convince a spouse to allow my bigger but little sister to live with us. And so I could take care of her. So we could take care of each other and until my passing. <laughs> Where I would shift off into a nice dream. I don't know if a car has been lined up for me four months down the road six hours and 23 minutes and 14 seconds like i really have no clue maybe in the the forward um future of time that that wheel has been set in motion by a jelly bean falling on the floor and somebody bending down to pick it and they pick it up and they missed a light because they spent that extra time picking up, picking up the jelly bean. You understand? Like, I, I just don't know what things are in motion for that to be. Or how things will, will work out or pan out. But what I can say is, without a shadow of a doubt, I know that God is in charge. That I know that he is sovereign. You know, that's the one thing that gives me solace. That's the one thing that gives me peace. Is knowing that God is and that he is sovereign and that he is in control and I feel sorry for the people who have no belief in my God who have beliefs in statues who have beliefs in madmen gone from years past who laid down a few sonnets or laid down a few scriptures of their own holy book or declared themselves the prophet of this and that coming after 500 years after Christ and all of a sudden surplanting him in people's minds as the, the chosen one <laughs> in all kinds of stuff which brings me on to a new thought and a new topic in a sense this thing of people 
calling out on the name of Jesus for random stuff. I've never been, and hopefully you're listening, you know, maybe I've been fired from my daytime job or maybe somebody's called me out on, called me out on one of 20 things that I've said that have been totally ridiculous on my podcast. And now maybe you're weeding through all of the rest of the episodes looking for something seedy or insidious that I've <laughs> hatched or done or said. And you're putting the pus- the pieces of the puzzle together because you know you and your people are going to bubble. <laughs> Whatever. But this thing <clears throat> of people calling out the name of Jesus or people who say they're believers in the God of the Bible, but feel the need to say the F word when something goes bad, or when there's somebody that they don't like that is their superior, their boss. (laughs) Who do you think you are? You're calling yourself a believer, but you feel it's okay to swear whenever you feel like it? Or the people who say that wicked, evil things have been done in the name of God. But then you turn around and disrespect people who call themselves Christians and you say, Jesus Christ, for every little thing, you have no respect and you have no manners for my God. But yet people want me to have respect for their culture. Culture? Your culture? Why? But you have no respect for my God that I serve, that I worship, that I trust in. But yet I'm supposed to have respect for every little thing that people say. I'm this now. I'm a a plant. Call me a plant, even though really I'm a speck of dust. I don't have leaves, but guess what? I'm going to get some and sow them on because I'm a plant. Or... I believe in this, so you have to honor it. Or my culture has taught you this. This culture that you live in is not your own. And you have been taught this by the the superior culture in the in 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 the the grand scheme of society. And now we have decided, we have deemed it necessary that you do not use this phrase anymore. But yet you for every little thing can say Jesus Christ. It's like you don't know how indignant you could you're allowed to be sometimes. You just wonder what can you can do in these cases. He's my Lord. He died on the cross for my sins. So when you spill your coffee and you say Jesus Christ just because you spilled your coffee. It it, it just it just makes me sick. And it rises up this like indignation is this, 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 um, this repelling of your, your language using the name of the Lord Jesus as a swear word. How disrespectful you are. But then let somebody else call someone who let's just say is says they're this instead of that, even though they present as this or that, that let you name them wrong according to the the way that they have decided that they are and let you say the wrong thing and see how many people jump down your throat. But yet you have no respect for the God of this earth 
Now, you might say you don't believe in this God of this earth. Fine, don't. It's okay. He still exists even if you don't believe him. And one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It is what it is. So, you don't have to believe. <clears throat> Matter of fact, you can say you don't believe. But yet you want to jump down my throat about things that have been hatched by certain people's minds in past or in present. But yet you can't even be respectful at all. Could you imagine I stubbed my toe and I said Muhammad? Or if I fell off my bike and I said First Nation. Or maybe somebody was being rude or they didn't do the job and I said, you know, whatever, and use that as a curse word. Do you imagine where it would take me? People have felt for years and for hundreds of years to abuse the Christian religion, the belief in Christ, the belief in the God of the Bible. But yet we're supposed to now respect every upstart, every new thing every ideology that other people bring people bring i wonder if i'm ever going to get the opportunity to address some of these things because a lot of the things that are going on right now just doesn't make any sense and i can't get into it fully here on the podcast but it's real i mean there was a time when people would just say oh you're gay or you did this, or that's gay, or whatever it is. Now, well, not even now. This is years back now. Now, now nobody would say it, or maybe they'd say, oh, you're retarded. Now, don't say that, because even though it means to slow something, um, like, let you use any of those types of words. Many words have been plucked out of society for free use, including the N-word. But you know, I've thought and I've thought and I've thought about it. And I would rather, I honestly would rather somebody who feels that I'm a nigger to just call me a nigger instead of being fake with it. I would rather them just say it. And trust me, I've heard it before. And it, well, I mean, of course, I've heard it from in, inside of my culture. But I've heard it from people who are not black. Maybe they have a friend somewhere who's black. Maybe they've dated somebody who was black. And they've said it. And I've heard it. Matter of fact, I've been called it. And I've never felt the, the violence. At least for the people who said it. Maybe they thought they were safe, so that's why they said it. It's never by who you think, you know, kind of like the person that you wish would say it. It's always somebody else. Maybe it's even a loved one. Somebody who told you that they loved you or cared about you at some point. Who said it to you when they got angry. Who knows? But, um, you didn't, I didn't knock their head clean off their shoulders. And it wasn't because I was scared to do it. It's just, you know, what to do with an ignorant person. What to do with somebody who says they understand the plight of your people 
but then they go around go ahead and behave certain ways about your culture or those people who uh, memorize things about your culture and then when you're speaking about it they can go oh i know it's like well you might have heard the information from a certain person but that person doesn't speak for the whole culture so you might not really know certain things or a lot of things but i'm honestly <clears throat> way more in favor of people just having free speech to say what they want to say especially since you know the culture stuff's pushed up in front but slowly but surely the god that we used to pray pray to in the mornings before school started the one that's been tucked away the ones that's been smeared or his name has been smeared with certain denominations or certain cult or certain um, sects of Christianity or who call themselves Christians or believers. Um, how his name has been dragged through the mud because of the behaviors of people from those organizations and nonprofits or whatever. And now dragged, the name of our Lord is being dragged by all kinds of people. They say, all these things were done in the name of God. Not really. Most of those evil things were done by people who said they were following God. But they weren't done in the name of God. They were done in the name of wicked people. Anyhow. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. In the words of Shrek, it's been nice just to chat with you again. I will be back again soon because I didn't get everything off my chest. So look for another episode next week. Keeping everything simple and plain like Money Jane. I hope I didn't offend you, but I, ho I hope I offended your thoughts. But understand, please don't take it personal. And if you did, well, it's your choice. And if you did, and you feel that that was the right thing to do, well, guess what? You're probably right. Anyhow, this is MCM signing off again. Hope you see, hope to, hope you hear me soon. I'm trying to get to that 100. I'm, this is 91 right here, episode 91. Episode 91. We're going to 100. All right, take care, y'all. Peace. Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions and all the while understand that listen 
Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table, Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. <laughs> Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.